paid for by First Alliance Credit Union. Welcome to Good Money Moves, featuring Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning and welcome to Good Money Moves here on News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. I'm Andy Brownell, and I am joined by Jenna Tobble with First Alliance Credit Union. Good morning, Jenna. Morning, Andy. How are you? I'm great. Yourself? I'm doing wonderful. I have a new guest with me today, as you can see. I have Wendy Bell with us. She's one of the member advisors here at First Alliance. And Wendy, why don't you go ahead and say hi to everybody? Good morning. Hello. (laughs) Good morning, Wendy. Maybe you could fill us in on what your role is at First Alliance Credit Union. Sure. So I am an ask advisor for First Alliance Credit Union, um, the kiosk that we have at each branch. Um, I am the advisor that pops up and supports you through the transactions on there. All right. Yeah. So you're really not a machine. (laughs) I'm not a real person. (laughs) Yes. And we love her. (laughs) That's fantastic. Well, Jenna, last week we talked about why it feels so hard to save money. Shiloh joined us and we went through some ways you can overcome those feelings and start making good money moves by saving. What are we going to cover today? Yeah, so if you remember back in March on uh, episode 88, we talked about the advanced child tax credit payments that parents were going to be receiving as part of the American Rescue Plan Act. Well, as many parents are aware already, that first round of payments was distributed um, a few days ago on July 15th, so just last week. Um, So we're going to be kind of talking about the smart ways that you can use these funds that are going to be coming into you over the next few months. Okay, I like that you made sure to stress the smart ways, I guess. (laughs) I'm sure there's plenty of probably unwise ways to spend that money. Yeah. So... We talked about this months and months and months ago. Maybe give us a refresher on what these payments are all about. Yeah, of course. So the advanced child tax credit payments are essentially this huge reimagining of the annual child tax credit that most parents already receive when they're filing their taxes each year. So this this plan really has the potential and is intended to help cut child poverty nearly in half is what a lot of the reports are saying can happen with these. So um, it's really also an opportunity to kind of recalibrate the way that Americans think about what it looks like to support our families. Um, So there's a lot that kind of powering these payments. Um, But to kind of get into the nitty gritty in so in 2021, so this year, these child tax credits offer up to $3,000 per qualifying dependent child ages 17 or younger through December 31st, 2021. So this credit increases to 3600 if the child is under 6 as of December okay. 1st or December 31st, excuse me. So this is a bump um, up from what it normally has been in the past a little bit. Um, But these payments that you're going to be receiving over the next six months are a partial advance on these tax credits. So this all sounds really great, right? Who doesn't like more money in their pocket now versus in the future? 
but there are some important things to know about how these payments are going to work. Um, so first, you do have the option to either claim 100% of this um, as part of your 2021 child tax credits. Um, so you could wait to get it, it until next year. Right, just like you normally would have. Or you can, what's happening is you're kind of automatically opted in at this point to get 50% of that money now in cash and kind of claim that other 50% on your taxes when you file um, in 2022 in the spring. So be, it would come in monthly payments between now and then? Correct. 50% yes. of the total. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah. So if you'd rather claim that 100% of this at the end of the year, then you can opt out of receiving these periodic payments through the IRS. Um, they have an online portal that you can go in and update your payment information if you want to get direct deposits versus mail, or if you choose, if you're like, you know what, I don't really need these payments right now. I don't want to receive them. Or, you know, there's lots of reasons why you may, might want to receive them or might not. So, but essentially... The, the key point here is that everyone is opted in automatically. So if you don't want to receive those payments, you need to manually opt out. Gotcha. Um, yes. I think it's important for people to know that that is an option. So if you do stay opted in, what's going to happen is you're going to get six monthly payments from the U.S. Treasury starting July 15th. So everyone's already received one. Um, and then running monthly through December of this year. But they end in December, and they then you do. wait for that other 50% when you file your taxes. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So, for example, if you qualify for that $3,000 child tax credit, you could get six $250 payments between July and December for a total of $1,500 and then claim that remaining $1,500 on your tax return, right? So it kind of lowers your tax bill. Um, and these payments are going to range between that $250 a month up to $300 a month per qualifying child. So if you've got two kids under the age of six, you're going to receive $600 a month. If you've got three kids over the age of six, you could expect to receive $750. So there's kind of a range, and it does depend on how many kids that you have, qualifying kids that you have living in your home, on how much you'll actually get month to month. Um, no. Okay. Nope. If, as long as they are um, qualifying and they fit the, the age ranges, I, there is no limit. I mean, I don't think there's many people out there with, you know, well, 12 children. There are. There are. <laughs> there are. But the majority of people probably are not going to see that that level of income Can you imagine how in, much so. it would cost to raise a dozen kids? Well, I come from a family of seven, so I have a slight idea yeah. of how, I'm from how six, and my work. wife's family is eight. <laughs> Yeah. I have uh, cousins who are, they were dozen. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different way of life, that's for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so. So, these, so the payments, right, back to, back yep. to the, these nitty-gritty details, we'll try to get through these and talk about the more fun stuff here. So the payments are going to be made on the 15th of each month, unless the 15th falls on a weekend or a holiday, then it'll be the next you know, business day. Um, so these funds are going to be direct deposited either or mailed paper check, or if you opt to get your tax refunds on like a debit card, which some people do, um, then that's how you're going to receive these child 
tax credit payments as well. So whatever, you, however you receive your tax refunds is how you can expect to receive these. If you want to change that, then you'll have to log into that portal I mentioned um, on the IRS website. So the IRS is using your most recent tax return that you filed to determine whether or not you have qualifying children for this. Um, and kind of depending on how old those kids are and, and so on and so forth. So if you didn't, for some reason, file taxes for the 2020 tax year, you can actually, there's another portal you can access on the IRS website that allows you to kind of input that payment so that you can still get some of that tax credit money um, to help you. Um, I just really want to point out, and this is why I think it's so important that people understand that you can opt out of these because if it turns out that you were overpaid during the years through these child tax credits, you might have to reconcile that with the IRS when you file taxes. So you could end up owing money back depending on where you fall into those tax brackets. So it's just really important that you're paying attention to that. Okay, so you're telling me your payments could be dependent on your total income. Correct. Okay. But the monthly payments... And we covered those income guidelines back in that episode. I do remember that. And they were fairly generous, if I remember correctly, too, as far as the top end of it. They are. But, yeah, you're right. It sounds really wonderful to get the monthly payments, but you could put yourself into a situation if you did not pay attention to the income limits. Exactly. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Well, we'll do a break, and then we're going to switch around, and we'll talk about smart ways to use these monthly payments for the next six months as they're coming in with Good Money Moves right here on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Saying why money moves with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back to Good Money Moves. We're joined by Jenna Tobble and Wendy Bell from First Alliance Credit Union this morning. We were chatting about the brand new, uh, well, I guess revised, they're not brand new, but they've been revamped completely, the uh, child tax credits. Mm-hmm. So, I'm thinking, if you, so you have one child that's 250 bucks a month for the next six months, and obviously for most folks that's a decent boost to their income as they receive these monthly payments. I'm going to throw this at you, Wendy. What are some of the best options out there for using that money smartly and effectively? Yes, so there's a lot of options to consider when making plans for how to use your child tax credit funds um, in the best way possible. First and foremost, the purpose of providing these funds um, in advance for the, of the tax filing season is to help families who are struggling financially from the impacts of the pandemic and help boost the economy. Um, the first consideration for using these funds should be to give you and your family a basic level um, of monthly financial stability to maintain your basic needs like food and shelter and things. Um, if this is where you're currently at, then you need to remember that is, um, excuse me, you need to remember that as of right now, these funds are only available for a limited time. So you need to plan like your budget accordingly. Mm-hmm. Um, look at your currently current monthly bills and spending and think about where that money would be most helpful. Sure. Um, if you're behind on your rent or mortgage, use it to get caught up. Um, if you typically fall behind on your utility bills in the winter, maybe saving that money 
for using to pay your upcoming utility bills is the best option. Um, if you're like most families, your grocery bill skyrockets in the summer when the kids are home from school and snacking all day. Um, oh, yeah. Using some of that money to help with your grocery bill would make sense. Yeah, the grocery um, bills have been going up, up, up. <laughs> oh, yeah, even without the kids being home, for sure. Definitely. Um, basically, if you're a parent who has been struggling financially during the pandemic, this child tax credit money could be significant additional cash flow to help you pay your bills and rebuild your monthly budget. Um, just make sure you take the time to think about where it will make the biggest impact for you based on your current situation. As um, always, plan, yeah. right? Have a plan <laughs> yeah. for this money. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Like, Don't go on a huge shopping spree or splurge. Um, just make sure you're using the extra money to provide the base level of financial stability for your family. Yeah. First. And the other thing you mentioned, too, this is, uh, this is as it stands now, I know that the president would like to see this permanent, but as it stands now, this is yeah. a temporary program. So when this, Absolutely. When this extra money ends, it ends. Yeah. And so you do have to take that into consideration, which is why, you know, I find it really helpful, Wendy, that you pointed out those kind of um, ideas, you know, use cases for people to consider, you know, really look at where your finances are because where you are at is not necessarily where your neighbors are at. And, you know, right. your neighbors might be using it to go on vacation because that's what their you know, budget allows for. But if you're falling behind on rent or mortgage, you know, use it for that. That's what it's there for to get you caught up and help provide right. that stability like you mentioned. So just, you know, don't don't keep up with the Joneses. Make it work for you and what your family needs, I okay. think, is the big yeah. takeaway there. So what if I am one of the Joneses? <laughs> that, you know, maybe my, you know, a lot of folks, the pandemic really never affected their income much. They have the same financial stability they had when it began. And for some, it's improved. Are there, are there, is there a different way for them to look at this situation? Or are there other um, options, I guess, would be probably the better way to describe it. Options for uh, taking advantage of this boost in income. Yes, great question. If you've already had a base level of monthly financial stability, then you should consider using these short-term payments to advance like your financial goals, um, such as like paying off debt. If you have any credit card debt, medical bills, auto loans, or any other debt um, that you that you have or wanted to pay off, this additional monthly payment could be an excellent way to accelerate your path to being debt-free. Um, an extra 250 a month towards your debts would be about 1500 worth of extra debt paid off over the next six months. Um, if you're putting that money towards like high interest debts, then you're also saving yourself money you'd have to pay out in interest later. Um, mm-hmm. You could also build your emergency fund. If you have an emergency fund and it's not yet at the level where you would like it to be, you can put that child tax credit money into your savings account and watch your you know, rainy day fund grow. Um, you ideally should have between three to six months of your salary in savings in a savings account for emergencies. Um, if you already have a decent amount of money in your emergency savings, then you may want to keep some extra money in cash for other savings goals, like a down payment on a car, for example. Um, yeah, and like just to jump in real quick, just to point out the emergency fund. So maybe you did have an emergency fund built up really nicely pre-pandemic, and then you maybe lost your job and you had to deplete those funds. You know, this these child tax credits would be a really great way to help you kind of boost that back up to where it needs to be. Um, and I think that... Uh, a lot of people probably did have that happen or maybe we're working towards those goals. So just remember, you know, um, even if you, your emergency fund was depleted, now is the time to start building it back up. 
Um, other suggestions, like invest for your like retirement. Receiving monthly income for the child tax credit gives you extra room in your budget to save more money for retirement. Um, if you have a 401k or another employer-sponsored retirement savings plan at work, adjust your contributions to add more money to your account um, equal to your monthly child tax credit each month. Your take-home pay gets balanced out by the monthly child tax credit payment. And then just remember, if you're on a tight budget, you'll have to rebalance those contributions once at the end of the year. Um, if you don't have a 401k at work or if you've already you're already receiving that maximum employer match, you may want to consider putting the money into like a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA. But just keep in mind that the maximum contribution limit for all your IRAs is 6000 per year in 2021. Um, Unless you could you're also- older. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <Correct>. yes. There's <laughs> lots of uh, nuance to IRAs and 401ks, so def- definitely look into those options very carefully before you choose to go that route. But that's a really great point well, that well, not really because you I can use open my mouth. I realize if you're older and you qualify for the added payment, you probably don't have kids who benefit from this <laughs> program anyway. <laughs> Well, you never know. More suggestions here. Just save for college. Um, if you haven't started a 529 college savings plan for your kids yet, this new child tax credit money could be a great way to start that. Um, unlike money that you put into a 401k or an IRA, the 529 plan contributions are not deductible from your federal income taxes. Um, mm-hmm. You could also use it for health care expenses. If you have a high deductible health plan, um, you may qualify for a health savings account. This is a tax advantaged um, savings account that lets families contribute up to uh, about 7200 in 2021 for qualified medical expenses, including dentistry, orthodontic care, therapy, uh, learning disability treatment. So if you have a child who needs braces or if a child has any other medical needs or special education needs, you could put that child tax credit money into your HSA. Um, You could also do something fun as a family. Uh, Many families have been cooped up at home during this pandemic, so it would be reasonable to use some of the funds to make family memories together. Um, If you're longing to travel, this extra child tax credit money could help pay for your next family vacation. If you want to buy a new car for your family and take a road trip, six months worth of child tax credit payments for two kids in their teens. Um, could help generate about $3,000 down, um, $3, down on a payment towards a new vehicle. Um, and just don't assume you have to use every dollar of this money um, or save every dollar, excuse me. It's natural to want to celebrate better times ahead by indulging in a fun family activity. Nowhere in there did I see the calculation for how much of a boat I could buy. <laughs> $3,000 for your two. Oh. <laughs> All right. I'm glad you got Back some to that boat. Folks who would be lucky enough to be in a position. That's wonderful. But uh, so we're talking about the child care tax credits that are showing up in folks' bank accounts as we speak this month for the first time. And we'll return uh, with more good money moves in just a moment here on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Now at Menard, say bigly moves with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back and good morning. We're talking about the child care tax credits 
totally redone program. And it's a little bit confusing, I imagine, for a lot of folks. We've been talking about ways to uh, utilize this extra income for the best of your financial situation and your financial goals. And uh, Jenna Tobel's here, Wendy Bell as well. Wendy, um, what other tips do you have about using this advance tax credit effectively? Sure. It really just comes down to being thoughtful about using the money to better your financial situation. So really just take time to make a budget and look at how this money can best position you for financial success. Um, In some cases, they may mean opting out of the advance payments altogether, waiting for the lump sum you receive in the spring instead. Um, At the end of the day, no matter how much you're eligible to receive, you simply need to be mindful about your spending of it. Um, Remember, the payments are only going to be coming in for six months. Don't take on debt thinking you'll use this extra money to make those payments because it is a temporary income. I think that might be one of the bigger things to to stress, that as it stands now, this is a one-off deal. Right. It is. Yeah, and I think that's a really... Yeah, that that's a really great point that you made there, Wendy, because I think that, you know, six months is while it seems really short, it's also a long time. And you can and you'll start to notice that you are starting to adjust your spending based on that extra two hundred and fifty dollars coming in fairly quickly. Um, And so when it stops, it can feel very abrupt. And I have a feeling that there's going to be some families who struggle to readjust to not having that $250 coming in or that extra $500 or 600, whatever they're qualifying for. Um, so I, I think, I don't think we can stress enough, um, that you should really take time to make that budget. Like Wendy said, and really make sure that you understand what this money can be used for in the time that you have it and make sure that you're prepared for what your budget is going to look like when it stops. Um, Because it's going to stop coming right after you put all this money on credit cards at Christmas time. So it's not going to be there to pay off those credit cards (laughs) thinking long term here. (laughs) I'm beginning to think after listening to Wendy's description of all these things and what you said earlier, Jenna, that maybe the best option for a lot of folks would be to opt out of this. Yeah. And because then if you Mm -hmm. don't build it into your budget as a continuing income, when you do get the credit come next February or wherever you file your taxes, I, I go back to rebuilding my uh, emergency fund or even you talked about yeah. the down payment on a car. I mean, the money's there for that or mm-hmm. going back to pay off a utility bill. So mm-hmm. this really is a very, very, very individualized decision on what to do with, about this. It is. It is. I mean, and you could take into consideration, too, if you do choose to receive the advance um, payments over the next six months and you're going to choose to save that money, you will, I mean, ultimately earn a little extra interest right. than if you just let the IRS hang on to it for six months. So there is that to take into consideration. Yep. But again, yeah, it's very individualized. And I think people really need to consider what the purpose of this money is intended to and how it will position them to be financially stable if they aren't. Um, And really just take time. This is an excellent opportunity to review your financial situation and make some really smart choices about your money. Start the Um, budget. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Our favorite word on this show, budget. Jenna's favorite word for sure. (laughs) Okay. As usual, we uh, covered a lot of ground today, and I know we have not even covered a tenth of what we could cover if we had a ton of time. So I guess, Jen, I'm going to throw it back at you. How, how can I get more information about what to do with the child 
the advanced child care tax credit or anything else that we talk about on Good Money Moves. Yeah, so as always, I encourage our listeners to visit firstalliancecu.com. Get subscribed to our blog. We're going to release new financial tips and advice every week for you to check out on all kinds of different topics, um, from savings to debt consolidation to credit cards to you know planning a budget and credit scores, you name it. If we talk about it on this show, we also talk about it in our blog. Um, and I mentioned the past episodes of Good Money Moves earlier, episode 88, where we covered kind of the, the nitty-gritty of these child tax credit payments um, earlier in the year. You can go back and listen to that episode at firstalliancecu.com slash podcast or on krocnews.com. And you can also get subscribed to Good Money Moves on Apple, Google, Spotify, and TuneIn podcasting services. Um, and I mentioned um, tools all the time in this show as well. You know, our debt consolidation calculators, our budgeting calculators, um, all, you know, smart goals, worksheets, all of those things that are going to help you kind of effectively use this child tax credit money. Those you can find in our online resource center. Those are all free and anyone can access them. You don't have to be a member of First Alliance to use those tools. Um, but of course we want you to become a member and we also want you to be smart about how you use these funds. So I strongly encourage you to reach out to our member advisors here at First Alliance Credit Union. They're going to help you kind of get started and make a plan. They can help you budget. They'll get you pointed in the right direction to start making good money moves today. So the kiosks that Wendy works with, is this the same kind of thing I could talk about? This kind of topic, I could go to the kiosk and chat with somebody? Well, well I mean, you definitely can, but it is more, we do have MEAs, um, our advisors in branch that are still there. Okay. That would be mm-hmm. a best um, to sit down with one of them and discuss it with them. But at the kiosk, we have no problem answering any questions either. Well, that's fantastic. Well, that, that would be the answer I'd get if I go to the kiosk, right? Correct. <laughs> 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 well, thanks a lot, Wendy. Uh, great talking Thank with you. you. And uh, thanks again, Jenna. We'll chat with you next week. Absolutely. Thanks, Andy. All right. It's Good Money Moves here on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. From the News Talk.